Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is Sunday, May 22nd. Time is 1800. Joining me tonight, as always, is Al, a.k.a. Big Daddy Prep. How you doing, Al? I'm doing just fine. Wonderful. Matter of fact, I didn't get blown away last night, and we're still presently holding down the four here in Arkansas, so we're good. Very cool. Very cool. And guys, we have a special guest on the show today, Texas Prepper Mom. What is up, Texas Prepper Mom? Oh, hello guys. Thank you so much for having me on today. You've been asking me for a while and I finally decided to grace you with my presence. Well, I am very persistent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, when I first met her and through the the another app, through another social media app, but i.e. TikTok, I knew that she was gonna be very successful. I knew she was gonna be good. I liked her and I said, Well, um, hey, Look here, you're fixing to do a live with me tonight. And I think I caught her off guard. But since then, since I kicked her out of the nest, she has flown and done very good. And I'm very proud of her. I got to be honest with you. She's the, she's the, the best the best I've ever thrown out there to the world. I guarantee you. That's a fact. Now, she, she did all the work on her own. But, you know, I felt good about kicking her out of the nest. <laughs> so to get this out of the way in the beginning of this, um, guys, uh, you can follow Texas Prepper Mom on TikTok at Texas Prepper Mom, right? Just yep. before we get into the show and we forget to do that later, I just want to make sure we get her information out there. So Texas Prepper Mom, um, there's so many questions I have for you and why I wanted to bring you up here onto the show, but why don't why don't you start where you feel comfortable? Like if you want to talk about how you got into prepping, some, some of the backstory, where you're at today, what, what would you like to do? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the questions people always ask is, how long have I been prepping? And that's always a difficult question for me, because how do you answer that when you feel like you've always been prepping? Where do you start that? Um, I grew up in Texas. I grew up along the coast of Texas in Corpus Christi. So we always prepared for hurricanes, right? But we weren't like big preppers. We always had just some water. And when we had to evacuate for hurricanes, we always had that. Does that count as prepping? I don't really think so. You know, I was in the army. Does any of that training ever count as prepping? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it was kind of like the backbone of things. I always had a little bit of supplies here and there. I have a lot of background in things. Um, I'm a nurse. So there's some history there. Uh, so I've always had things. I've always had prepping, but I've always been kind of ashamed of prepping. I think that some of us kind of have, we don't like to share it with people. You know what I mean? There's just, 
there's just some connotations that we kind of we don't talk about it to people you know what i mean sure. i think some of us kind of feel like that we just don't talk about it we don't talk about it with our family we just kind of hide it so i just didn't talk about it um but for me the biggest thing that really made me start talking about it was the texas snowstorm because of how it affected me and everyone around me we did not have power for just about three days straight and then the next two or three days it was um hours upon hours of it being out um i have a five-year-old now five-year-old and it was a very scary time to look at him and not have answers you know i thought of myself as a solid prepper right before that I had tons of supplies. I was prepared to be a Texas prepper. I was prepared. I knew how to handle, you know, the heat. I knew how to handle, you know, food. I could handle anything. I didn't know how to handle snow. I felt like a complete failure as a prepper. And it really kicked me into overdrive after that. And I just thought to myself, if I failed as a prepper, there's other people that have never even started prepping that need direction, that need guidance, that are overwhelmed, don't know where to start, and I want to be able to help them. Um, because if you've never done prepping, it's an overwhelming process. You have so many people that are giving information, giving misinformation that are telling you, you need, um, you know, years and years and years worth of supplies. That's overwhelming to start with, you know? So I wanted to be able to say, let's start small and build up from there because every little milestone that you're able to hit is a win. And everything that you're able to like mark off of your list can keep you going. Okay, I knocked out this. I, that felt good. Let me keep going. Because that always makes me feel good. All right, I knocked out X amount of food. What can I do now? All right, I knocked out this amount of water. All right, that felt good. I knocked out this amount of medical supplies. That felt good. Let me keep going. Every little win that I can do, that other people can do for their family, makes you feel good. And that's what I like to help other people do. So when I was watching TikTok, one of the big things that I saw was a lot of misinformation and a lot of misinformation on food storage in general. Um, I hate wasting money. I don't know about you guys, but I hate wasting money. And, I hate wasting. I hate, oh, I hate it. And I saw a lot of people trying to store food in ways that wasn't really going to last for a very long time. And I thought to myself, I'm not the kind, I know that people don't take criticism well. None of us take criticism well, right? No, no. That's so, a human thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's not beneficial for me to go and comment. That's not going to work just not but if i were to put out content that was different content it would make someone think wait a second that's different than what i just saw from this other person 
Maybe I should take a second to look into it myself to see what actually is the best way to do this. That's kind of where I started with TikTok. Because if you're seeing it done a couple of different ways, it's going to make you pause for a second and think. There, I'm seeing things in a couple of different ways. I need to figure out for myself. Because one of these is right, one of these is wrong. Uh, and that's pretty much why I started doing TikToks. To try to help educate people. And here we are, you know, I think six months later. Oh, you've done a really good job. I I'll, I'll, I'll give you that because you speak to the people that really need to be prepping, i.e. the family people, the moms. The, uh, like I said before, the soccer mom that really doesn't know how, she right. finds you to be easier to listen to than a bunch of men that just try to speak down or somebody tries to overspeak when they're talking about canning and they're in the seventh level of canning. You know, mm -hmm. you speak to the regular person that wants to. That's what I saw in you the very first time I saw you. I said, she can talk to people. She's got a good way about her. And I, I you just stuck out to me. I'll be honest with you. I, but, you know, it, there are a lot of other preppers do the same thing, but. I think you get you put out good quality content every single time. And the prepping community, especially you two guys, have been so supportive of me. Um, I have just been so appreciative of you. Uh, Al, when you were like, okay, you are going to do a live with me, I was like, what? Oh, I don't know if I can do that. And you just, I mean, you... I didn't give you a right choice. Now. I didn't you give you a choice. <laughs> you did no. not. You held my hand and you walked me through those questions and you made me so comfortable. And I have taken that same supportiveness. Anyone new that comes along, I'm like, I will hold your hand the same and I you will know, guide you along. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Do you know the reason why I didn't give you a choice in that? Because I knew that if you choose, if you chose not to, you'd be wasting all that 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 energy that you had because you had a lot of energy and a lot of knowledge and it'd be wasting because you wouldn't just go out and do it on your own. Somebody's had to push you out a little bit, but after that, I knew you'd go and you did. I was very proud. I told my wife, I said, yeah, we found us a good one here. She's, she's a good girl. She really is. I said, Jester and me and all of us got a little community. That's where the little community kind of started right there. Absolutely. You know, that's where it started. I'll shut up and leave y'all off. <laughs> you know, I, I just got to comment on something. I love the community we have. We've built yes. a really good community. There's a lot of great people within that community. And the coolest thing is we're all getting together. We're sharing different information. And it's everything, you know, for the seasoned prepper that's got everything else. And they're just trying to figure out about comms. There's a guy in there for that. If it's a guy that knows everything but medical, there's somebody in there for that. Um, it's and even if you're if even if you're starting out like how texas prepper mom mentioned like you know she started out small and achieved goals along the way i wish i did that my style of prepping is kind of like running naked naked backwards through a cornfield <laughs> like, yeah, so i'm just yeah i'm just all over the place with my stuff it's uh i'm like oh crap i didn't think about this i need to work on that i didn't have like a step off point but like Texas Prepper Mom said, you know, how do you say when you got into this? I feel like I've been doing a lot of this my whole life because of my upbringing. 
right? But Texas Prepper Mom, when you mentioned the the, uh, the Texas freeze, I, a lot of people don't realize what was going on with that. I mean, the, uh, the death toll for that was 246 people. And that, that, you know, that wasn't a terror attack. That wasn't like a big doom and gloom situation that, you know, we talk about on the show. That was simply poor infrastructure. That was totally preventable. Totally preventable. That was. Um, and so I grew up in Texas. I never saw snow until I was 18 years old. I have lived all over the U.S. I've seen it a couple times as an adult. Um, my now five-year-old, he live, we live a little bit more north than where I grew up. He is now five and has now seen snow twice in his life. Um, so, you know, it's coming a bit more frequent. We're not too much more north than where I grew up. When we saw snow coming in the weather report, we were excited. We were thinking to ourselves, it's a picture opportunity. That's what we were excited for. We weren't thinking to ourselves, oh no, let's prepare for this horrible weather you know, outage. It was not a fear that we were thinking. It was a photo opportunity because snow doesn't stick around here. It's a five minute photo opportunity. We took pictures, we went to bed that night, and we woke up that Monday morning to get ready for work. We woke up to freezing homes, no power, and confusion. Our homes are built very different than homes in the north. Our homes are built to let the heat out because we reach temperatures over 100 here. We don't want the heat to stay in our homes. So our insulation and the walls of our homes are built extremely different to northern homes. So any heat that we have is gone. Our fireplaces, a lot of our fireplaces are built very differently. And if we have a gas fireplace, it's not necessarily built for heat. It's built more for decorative. Uh, So my gas fireplace, it's pretty but it doesn't produce a lot of heat. Um, So we were definitely not prepared for that. This was not something to really prepare for. A lot of us did not prepare for. Uh, A lot of us got crash courses in power grids and how they work and how they are attached to like the medical centers and the hospitals and where you live, how that is just attached to everything. Um, There was a wonderful sense of community that everyone learned, you know, neighbors checking on neighbors. That was amazing to see. Um, Just reaching out to one another. Do you have things? I have power at my house. Um, Just the things that were affected. I have power, but I don't have water. I have water, but I don't have power. Just the back and forthness. You come over and you get this and then I'll go and I'll get that. Uh, That was amazing to see with people, just the communication there. So it it definitely um, made people kind of wake up and realize that um, something can happen that you just don't expect. So that was just a, a picture opportunity became a nightmare for a lot of people. And as far as the 200 and, you know, 62-ish, 64-ish people that passed, that was confirmed 
Um, the, the numbers are estimated that it, it may be even more um, because there was a lot of people that passed during that time that, well, let's just put it this way. We live in an area that we don't see a lot of people that pass away from snow that pass away from, um, you know, like cold temperatures. There was emergency services that couldn't get to people in time. So if they had frozen or if there was carbon monoxide or if there was lots of things that happened, if they didn't get to them in time, it could have been seen as something else. So they couldn't really confirm that it was from that yeah so there's there's things to think about as well so confirmed from the snow it yes was a little less than 300 but there's thoughts that that was probably a lot more you know the thing that kind of the thing that kind of puts the squeeze on it for me with that situation i mean this is that's a pretty high death toll um you know we we put things in the media all the time about uh you know the school shootings and these these uh individual terror attacks and things like this 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 should have been this should have made bigger headlines i've brought this story up to people and a lot of people don't even know that this existed and to me that's that's just insane um but to not stick on the texas freeze thing too too much guys just just remember when you guys are prepping and if you are new to this prep for these disasters don't just prep for the big scary stuff that we always talk about prep for the small stuff too and i think that's where some people uh they do come up short they're thinking about long-term apocalyptic scenario the stuff that could happen right now within our country that's not terror related that's simply natural disaster or fail uh the infrastructure failing things like that this is something that is way more likely to happen than a nuke being dropped on us it's way more likely Correct. Very correct. There's all kinds of situations that happen every day, Jester, that are that are minor, but they're major to the people in that area. You know, a power outage for 12, 15, 18, 20 hours. I mean, that can cause a lot of death. There are a lot of people that must have air conditioning in hot situations, heat and cold situations. What about people at ICU? Well, hospitals only have so much fuel to run generators and things like that. So people can die. Even in good times when people down the road 50 miles are doing fine, you know, any situation Absolutely. happens. Uh, we have quite a few preppers that are on, that are insulin dependent and their insulin needs to be refrigerated. And yep. they're trying to work out ways to make sure that they are able to keep their insulin refrigerated. You know, is solar going to be the way? Just lots of different ways because if they do not keep it at that certain temperature, that's it. They will not be able to go for more than a couple of days without that insulin. And that's just a scary thought. Anything could happen for them to be without power. Yeah. Absolutely. And since you brought up the insulin thing, I've been seeing a lot of videos surfacing lately of um, that people will use the little solar generators and they'll have those with like either a mini fridge or a portable cooler. And that's what they're using uh, for their insulin now. And they just keep those things going. Like they'll have a Jackery with the panels in the window and they'll just keep that going all the time. And that's where they'll keep their insulin. Uh, so if you are, if you are in need of insulin, that is something to think about as a backup as the solar generator guys. And I mean, not only just for that, but 
keep the cell phones charged up in the event of an emergency, you know, whatever. Absolutely. And then just having, you know, medications, because that's something that if you have medications that you, you know, you need to be on to talk to your doctor about, you know, um, can I have, you know, an extra 30 day supply, extra, you know, X amount of day, you know, supply. Um, because if something happens, I mean, anything could happen at any point. Natural disasters are, are honestly more likely to happen than a lot of other scenarios. I mean, if, if we're going to be honest, we, you know, we don't know what might happen, but natural disasters, if we look back in our history, um, are things that we've experienced more than anything in most areas. Um, we know that we do want to prepare for everything else, but um, we know that natural disasters, you know, tend to hit us. So we want to make sure that we do have our medication and we can talk to our doctors about, can I have vacation dosages? Um, and they can always give you, you know, two weeks worth of medication so that you have them. I take blood pressure medication, so I always have extra dosages of that. Um, just so that I have them. I don't want to go without them. That's something that I have to have. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat as far as the blood pressure meds. And what I did is I got my doctor to give me, um, 90 day scripts instead of the 30. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every, every once in a while I'll forget to take one or this, that, the other. So I'm, I'm actually slowly accumulating a backup yep. as time goes on. Uh, Texas prepper mom. One thing I wanted to get you to talk about something you do on your TikTok That's very, very cool is you make your own MREs. I do. Yeah, and that is super, super cool. And and I notice when you're doing these, you do them in the Mylar, and then you also do them in the jars as well. Um, Why both, uh, if you want to explain that to the listeners? So I do that for two reasons. Um, I do them in the Mylar bags because I use the Wallaby Mylar bags, um, MRE bags, because the Wallaby Mylar, Wallaby MRE bags you can actually put boiling water into those MRE bags. So that is why um, I like to package them like that because all you do is add boiling water and the food's ready to go. So I make tons of those. Those are my MRE. That's why I call them MRE meals. It's freeze dried food or it's instant rice and it's just a meal. Add boiling water, done. Um, I am always prepared for our bug out bags or if we're gonna go camping, anything like that, or just a meal ready to go it's an mre i can boil water in all sorts of different ways in the jars i do them for a couple of reasons one when i'm doing the tiktoks it's a lot better visually for you to see the meal in the jar but another reason is i make the jars so that i can give them away to neighbors to family to anyone in need We are big about community. A lot of us preppers are big about giving food away to anyone that might need something, right? So I make double or triple portions because the MREs that I make in the Mylar bags are individual portions. So anytime I make them in the jars, I make them in the, what do I make them in? The quart jars. So I'll make, and it's always got meat, it's got veggies, it's got um, either pasta or it'll have rice in there. It's got seasonings. So, so far I've made, um, what have I made so far? I made a barbecue brisket bowl the other day. I made um, chicken tacos. I've made uh, mushroom, asparagus, rice, all sorts of different meals. 
but we I make them in the big jars that way it's a family size and all anyone would have to do is just boil some water and go so it's emergency meals or even just a family meal uh, you know family nights that I can just give them away to people because sometimes it's just a financial issue if someone is struggling on a paycheck hey are you hungry here you go here's some food sometimes it's just um i don't get paid till tomorrow you guys got something here you go have this take this go so i think that's, that's one of the, i think that's one of the things i like the most about your content is that you're teaching your son and teaching others that in the prepper community we're not all just about hoarding and keeping and keep and you know we get this bad rap in the in the whole prepper community that we just hoard up everything that we buy one of everything or about everything is on the shelf and that we don't want anybody else to have it and you dispel those rumors by showing people how to how to donate to others how to give to others and not Make it more of a charity type of situation where you go and you you leave things at the little local the little local drop pantry and things like that. That that that's good. That's good for us as preppers because we're not the negative that everybody wants us to believe. And and I, I give you a hand on that one right there. That you definitely show the charity that preppers have too because preppers are very charitable people. You know, you guys, uh, <laughs> you guys's uh, hearts are a lot bigger than mine. The only thing I, I plan on sharing with people are, are seeds, you know, specifically freedom seeds, five, five, six, you know, maybe things like that. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to teach the next generation that, you know, you, you have to be kind. You have to be kind. You do. You have to remember, I'm also, I'm in a city as opposed to, you know, you guys are more rural. Um, if something were to happen, I would have to get along with more people. I would have to have a community. I would have to get along with people. There, ha there has to be, if something, I mean, I'm close to the outskirts of the city, so I would be able to leave, but if something happened, I would have to have a community. It, it's not, just I, I'm in a neighborhood. I don't have that option to not close myself off to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's just where I'm at. You know, I choose to be in the city, and I'm in I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Um, Texas is one of the. It, it's a country state, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still, I, I'm in a city and I'm, I'm surrounded by people, so I have to always be thinking about community. I have to be working on my people now. I don't have a secret bunker in the woods like some people gesture. <laughs> yeah. So we have to be doing that. I have to. So Texas Prepper Mom, I wanted to ask too, because uh, because you are you know within a city area, are you working with other preppers around you? Do you have a circle or like a group of people that maybe you share ideas with or, or swap stuff with or have a plan to get together if things break bad? I do have people that I'm working with. Um, I have a couple of coworkers that I work with. I have a couple of friends that I've met through TikTok that are pretty close. Um, that we kind of exchange ideas with. I would like to start expanding on those things, but then there's there's always that fear that I have of making friends with people that I don't know yet. 
there's always that danger fear of opening myself up and people taking there's always that fear you know what i mean what i'm talking about like yeah i mean that's specifically why i don't tell anybody my name yeah <laughs> yeah there, there's that fear um you know and even i mean i have you know i have a husband and i have, I have a son and as a female there, there's even more of a fear i mean can i defend myself yes absolutely i can defend myself um but there, there's just that extra, there's that extra fear. You know, how, you want to build the community. My neighbors are what we have good neighbors around us. I would love to have an even bigger prepper community here. But to what extent do I do that without, without bringing more harm to myself? Calling more attention. Exactly. It's a fine line to walk. Yeah. I live in prepper heaven. I mean, like everyone here is a prepper. There's no question about that. So, if you say you're a prepper, you're just you're just mixing in with everyone else. But in other communities, it's not like that. Being a prepper in Florida, you're completely you know you stick out like a sore thumb. So I understand that theory. I I can feel your pain on that. I went through that for years. Right. Um, but definitely, I have amongst my friends. Absolutely. Um, you know, at first, it, everyone was like, what are you doing? And now with recent events, everyone's like, teach me, teach me more. And I'm like, absolutely, I will teach you more. So right. everyone's getting more comfortable with it. Um, you know, they, they tease me about, oh, yeah, you're that TikToker. And I'm like, how much have you learned from me? A lot. I've learned a lot. Okay, then I don't want to hear it anymore. Right. Um, yes, absolutely. And everyone's loving my garden. So we're good there. Um but yes, I, I mean, there's the dream to, to build a bigger prepper community. It's just, I, I would want to keep us safe. There's just, I have to have that boundary, you know? Oh, no, I, I totally, me and Al have talked about that before. I totally agree with you. There has to be that, for me, there has to be a boundary. There has to be a separation. And Al brought up before on the show like his multiple circles the inner circle the outer circle things like that but i mean so texas prepper mom what you're doing on on your channel is so well-rounded right you're appealing to the homesteader the prepper the emergency preparedness guy uh the gloomer doomer uh food preservationist like you're you're doing everything yeah right she is and it's it's awesome content. I don't want to make the other preppers on TikTok jealous, but Texas Prepper Mom's one of the best. You guys got to check her out. I, lo I love how she has a, it's like a smattering of everything, but yes, she doesn't overload you with one specific thing or talk too technical for this or that or the other. It brings so many more people to the table that way because they find something in your content that they like, then they learn something else from your content that they might have not known anything about. And then they want to find out more. So really, I'll give you credit for bringing a lot more people into the table because, you know, first of all, you're a female, okay? So that there's a lot of female preppers out there that are scared to be, say, I'm a prepper, okay? Right. You're a mom. You're not this, what everybody gets this ideological idea of. It's this white guy living up in the mountains <laughs> with two shotguns, a, a dog, a, a pit bull, and, and uh, you know, got more bullets than he does flour. So that that's good. That that brings other people to the table because there are a lot of people and, and, and other communities. Like, take for example, I'll say this: people that might be on government assistance, 
up until recently thought they couldn't prep. But there's right. so many preppers out there that are showing people. You've showed people, other people. This is what you can do. This is how you go about doing it. And it's worked. It's been very, very beneficial to them. I know it because I've had comments from them before about how the regular everyday preppers have shown them how to do things. So I give you a hand there. Uh, thank uh, you. Texas Prepper, well, I got another question for you about the MREs too. Uh, for anybody that's like interested in getting into this avenue, do you find that there's more of a money saving aspect with this versus buying the, the, the uh, MREs already made? Definitely, I can't. I do find that um, because you can make it in lots of different ways. Um, I use freeze-dried food. Um, I use uh, Thrive Life. I, I do it um, through wholesale. That's what I use is freeze-dried food. You can use lots of different foods. Um, you know, you can use dehydrated food. There's lots of different foods that you can use. Um, when I use Thrive Life, you know, I can make it for about, you know, in wallaby bags with the Thrive Life food, I can make it for about $3 for a meal as opposed to when I buy some of the other foods. I'm not going to name any other names. Um, you know, it can be $8. What are the prices lately that we've seen in stores? $9, $10 for one meal sort of thing. So I, I it can definitely be I mean, you have to buy, it's a lot of food that you're, you know, upfront food at first because you're buying, you know, X amount of food to make a whole lot of meals at once. Does that make sense? Like I'm buying, here's the meat and then here's the, um, like asparagus and here's all the chicken. So I'd be able to make 14 or 15 meals but each meal is only going to be a couple of dollars is right. what I'm able to do. Um, so that's how it's able to break down. Um, but that's not for everyone. Uh, one of the other aspects that I like is I know exactly what's going into it. We have a lot of people that, you know, they have allergies or they can't have sodium or they can't have, you know, this or that. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I do that as well. So for me and my family, that works. Um, for other people, that's not gonna work, and that's okay. That is completely okay. I like to cook. I like to play with things. A lot of, you know, for a lot of the meals that are out there, a lot of the MRE meals that are out there, a lot of the freeze-dried meals that are out there, I get kind of bored because it's kind of the same things over and over again. There's a lot of the companies that are out there that are coming up, starting to come up with new recipes. I see Ready Wise is starting to come up with some new recipes. That's kind of cool. Um, but I like to cook a little bit. I like to play with things. So that's why I do the Thrive Life Foods because it's all single ingredient stuff. So I've got ground turkey, I've got uh, shredded beef, I've got all sorts of different stuff. So I just, I'm just like little experiments here and there. Um, so that's just what I do. I come up with new things. And uh, being in Texas, I'm coming, I got asked to make um, street corn. So I'm coming up with a street corn recipe. <laughs> Mexican street corn. So that's oh what I'm gonna God. be playing. <laughs> I love Mexican street corn. Uh, I got a, I got a buddy that makes it. Uh, my buddy Grizz that's on the show from time to time. He makes it. It's the best I've ever had. 
Yeah, so I got some stuff that's coming in, and as soon as that stuff comes in, I'm gonna be messing with the Mexican street corn recipe because I'm like, yes, that will be awesome. <laughs> well, you know, we always tell people in prepping, don't buy things to eat that you don't like to eat because that's yes. what you're going to be eating in the apocalypse. So yes. it's good that you're you're if, if you're gonna buy something to eat and you're gonna spend the money on it, why not spend the money on something that you're going to enjoy? Exactly. So you're kind of widening those those ideas to people of what they might want to eat. You know, I don't want to spend 30 days eating chocolate pudding. I'll be honest with you. I, I, right. I, I just, I, no, I'm not about that. You know, Al, I think I think in maybe a year here, we're going to see Texas Prepper Mom's face on her own food grade buckets, and she's going to yeah. be selling uh, <laughs> Texas Prepper Mom doomsday food, is I think what she's going to yeah. be doing here in the next year. I'm asking. Oh, for my awesome. di- I'm, I'm gonna get a discount code from her for it's over with. I'm telling. Oh yeah, you, absolutely. Uh, but you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm proud that I'm proud that she really has taken the ball and run. And I know being a mom and working all those things, that that compounds things too. But you've really taken the ball and run. You really have. I, I I'm I'm very proud of that. That you you yeah. just take it and run. I was. I could say this not thing. have done it without you guys. Like I no, really that's... just. I was doing TikTok just for fun. You know, I, like I said, I, what really got me started was just seeing some bad info. And I was like, I just, I have to, cause I do, I work full time. I have a son, I have a husband and it was just like, okay, let me just put a little bit of info out. And then you guys kind of were like, yeah, make more content. Yeah. Push it. Yeah. And then Al pushed me with the live and this baby bird has just been flying ever since. And Hey, but have you noticed that the people that put the bad content out and it's the reason why you got started, that they've gone away? Have you noticed that? They go away. They are like a flash in the pan. They come, they try to rob us of all of our followers or our views, and then they just disappear. But, you know, good hard work gets, you know, gets rewarded in the end. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so I remember stuff. the lives we used to do, and it would just be like five, the five of us sitting there just talking to one another. And now Jester's lives, he can't even keep up with the comments. Right. It is just a whole other world. You know, I can hide in the lives, and he never knows I'm there. I can yeah, hide I was, out there. I just ambush him. I know. I was surprised I seen you last night because I was yeah. like, I wonder where Al's been. I haven't seen him lately. But then I ambushed. And I was like, there he is. I'm out there. <laughs> I'm out there, but but see, it's great that the whole community's grown to that point. That's what yeah. we wanted. Ultimately, this was never about making money or just having three or four people talk to. This was about building something. It's 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 building. You know, I mean, when you get so many people in your lives that you don't see the people that you normally would see, that's a good thing. Yes, that is a good thing. I don't take that as a bad thing because you know that means there's that many more people trying to learn. And I'll tell you what, though, too, the cool thing about the lives I've been doing lately, we've gotten very few trolls. Like, there hasn't been many. Like, I average about 100 people in there, and I know that's not a lot for some of these these bigger TikTokers, but the 100 or so we have in there are, like, there for the information, and they're sharing information, and they're not trolling. They might just sit back and listen, and they might not comment anything till, like, till we're about done, and I didn't even know they were in there. You You know, know they're just sitting there and listening. Do you know why that is? Because it's other so-called preppers and their followers and minions that were the trolls. Mm-hmm. And they've gone away now, so the trolls have gone away. That's a fact. I'm the only troll in there now. 
There you go. <laughs> so it's text- funny because I'll say things sometimes and people will think I'm picking on you. And I'm like, I am picking on him, but we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm no, a moderator. But, yeah, you're modded in there. Yeah. So Texas Prepper Mom, there there was another question. I, there was two other questions I wanted to cover with you while you're in here. Um, so outside of outside of the, the Texas freeze, outside of that completely, when you really got into this, where did you feel you were lacking? What was like one area you really wanted to put your focus into prepping? Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com. D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Let's see. Food storage is always where I was trying to focus. Like I always was working on mylar like that's always where my focus has been because i've always always have been learning on it and stressing on it and learning and experimenting with it so that's always always what i've been working on so that is where i was strong but as far as where i was like lacking um, I would definitely say where I was lacking would definitely be see, not water, not I have medical down. Um, where am I lacking? You know what I lack in is comms. I am not good with comms. That is where I need to work on. Um, that's something that I've never re- like. If something were to really happen, I have not taken the time to learn anything about like, like, yes, we have walkie talkies, but as far as anything past that, I don't know anything. Um, So I want to learn. That is like my challenge to myself. That's the only thing I'm intimidated by. That's, so you know, I, that, that is understandable. I know um, when people are getting into this, they, they do get a little bit intimidated. I'm still intimidated by ham radios. I'm good with the yeah. CBs and the two ways and things like that, but the hams are something. And I mean, I've used these on the job, um, but uh-huh. I don't, I don't know all the programming and stuff like that. Like I'm not a wizard with these things. I wish I knew more. I might end up taking a course. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And there's just so many options and everybody has their opinion on what's what. And then it's just so conflicting from everybody to the next. And I'm like, I want a Texas prepper mom for that. Can someone not overwhelm me with that? (laughs) Because there's just so many things and I, I don't know it. So that'll be, eventually I'll have to take to battle that. Got you. So another question I had for you too is because uh, we are coming up on our time frame here, but uh, what's the what's the biggest prep you're working on right now? Where's your primary focus lane in the moment? I picked up <laughs> I picked up baby quails today. 
Um, because we are trying to become as self-sufficient as possible. Um, so that is what we are working on. We are working on food, okay? We are doing that as much as possible. So I did mention that um, I am a nurse, so I'm very well-rounded with a lot of our preps. I've been working on a lot of our preps for years. Our biggest overall, and I'm going to say worry, our biggest worry overall with everything going on in the world right now with supply chain and everything else is food. I think that is everyone's worry. Can y'all pretty much agree on that? I think it's just food. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can. Yeah. I could agree with that. So we've got um, our backyard garden like tripled this year. My backyard garden is huge. Um, and I told my husband, we are getting quail this year. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care mm. if I'm the crazy person with quail. So I picked up quail this today. I literally picked up um, nine baby quail. Um, I, like I said, I live in the city. In my city, quail are totally okay to have. I can actually have chicken if I wanted in my city. I can have up to eight chicken. One of them could be a rooster. Uh, but I didn't want to do that just because I do have kind of a smaller backyard. So we went with quail. So food is my focus for this year. I am comfortable with the rest of my preps. I'm always adding to the rest of my preps. Always, always building, building, building as far as water and you know, lights and heat. Everything's always multiplying, always multiplying. I'm always adding more storage areas for the rest of my preps. But food, because of the current situation, food is the main focus for us. I, like most of y'all, backups to backups to backups to backups right. um so yes i have long-term food storage yes i have mylar bags of my dry foods yes i have emergency foods yes i have freeze-dry foods but uh that is not enough for me i want to be able to grow my food i want to have those quail i want to be able to have eggs i want to have meat i I know that if something were to happen, eventually the food that I have stored would run out. You can only store so much food if something were to really happen. So I would want food that, you know, would be able to replenish. Right. Be able to replenish your supply. Yep. Um, And if nothing ever happened, at least it would be a fun backyard adventure for me and my son. You know? something to learn absolutely and uh text prepper mom before we get out of here do you have anything you want to plug website or an email or, or go ahead and plug the tiktok uh yeah i do have um my tiktok i'm texas prepper mom um so i do have um i do have a code for wallaby it is uh i'm trying to think what my code is right now that we can get five dollars off on wallaby it is i think it's uh TX Prep Mom 5. That's going to get you uh, $5 off at wallaby.com for your um, wallaby bag, Mylar bags. Um, and then I do sell the Thrive Life. So that is, I do have a website for that. So that is going to be um, 
if you go to my TikTok, I do have a beacon in my bio that will take you to my website as well. So if you're interested in that freeze-dried food, uh, like I said, if you are looking to make your own MREs or any of your food, um, you can definitely go there and it's just single food. There's beans on there as well. Um, there's so much food. I mean, I am just blown away at all the food that is on there. It is amazing. Um, and I've got a code there as well. Um, that one is text prep mom thrives, and that is 5% off, um, of your order there that you can use, um, for that as well. So I think that's all the plugs that I have. <laughs> it, gotcha. You keep adding them and adding them and there's just, <laughs> Oh, no, I, I, yeah, no, I, I see how people, as they grow, they just get more and more. But, um, Texas Prepper Mom, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on, but thank you so much for joining me and Al today. Yes. Thank thank you you very much. And then, Al, if you want, if you want to. I would not be here. And I mean that, honestly. You guys supported me from the beginning. Aw. We appreciate it, man. (laughs) We're going to continue to support you, too. Absolutely, 100%. Al, do you got you got any final thoughts before we're out of here? You want to take us out? I'm just very proud to see the great community that we're building, and, and she's been one of the bedrocks of the community that we've built, and I'm very proud. And uh, we just got to keep building. If you want to be part of this community and you're out there listening to this podcast or watching our social media, you need to get a hold of us. Get a hold of us with the, with the, with the uh, emails. Let us know if you got ideas for stories or anything else. Just get a hold of us. We we love to hear from the people that we talk to, you know, the people that listen to this podcast. You're the reason we do this. Oh, absolutely. And the email Al speaks of is it's doomsday podcast at gmail.com. You could find Al on TikTok at big underscore daddy underscore prep. And you could find me on there at it's doomsday podcast 2.0. And that's it, guys. We're out of here once again. Thank you, Texas Prepper Mom. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.